Hey, everybody, welcome back to Gear 30 on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, the founder of Blister, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. Okay, so today's episode is going to be quite a departure from the normal stuff that we tend to talk about on Gear 30, you know, where we are normally diving deep into the details of a specific piece of ski equipment or bike or apparel, that type of thing. Today's episode is truly born just out of my own curiosity, and I want to give you a little bit of the backstory here. So at Blister, we get hit up by a whole lot of companies wanting to send us new products to evaluate and potentially review. Over the last year or two, I can't even begin to tell you how many products we've been asked to check out or review that you might broadly categorize as being CBD products. It seems like literally every single product you can imagine is now being made with some sort of CBD component to it. And among the companies that reach out to us is a company called Approach, which is spelled A-P-R-C-H. And Approach reached out and said, we are a wellness beverage company making a CBD sparkling water, and we'd like to send you some. And while most of the time we end up just having to sort of decline on a lot of this product, this time we said yes because I was sort of curious and this was a product I wanted to check out. So the product arrived. I actually thought the product was pretty good and I wanted to learn more. And so I figured as a kind of jumping off point, why not invite one of the founders of Approach to come on and I would basically just ask all the dumb questions that I had about this product and this emerging category. And certainly if we're talking about CBD products in general, we are talking about a massive emerging market here. So my assumption is that some of you out there, perhaps like me, don't know everything there is to know about this space. And I thought, hell, let's just have a Gear 30 episode and kind of dive deep into the details about a CBD sparkling water and learn a bit more about this emerging category and the like. And so our guest today is Adam Hunter, who is, again, one of the co-founders of Approach. And my hope here is that I actually just asked Adam a lot of the questions that maybe you yourself would have asked. I think Adam does a really good job of talking both about the specific backstory of approach and how approaches, well, specifically approaching things, but we really do address the broader category itself. And so I feel confident in saying that this is a category that you are going to be seeing more and more of and hearing a lot more and more of in the coming years. And so it's the type of thing where it's worth all of us knowing a bit more about what's going on in this space. And that is what we have on tap for you today. So definitely a bit of a different episode than we normally do, but I really enjoyed my conversation with Adam. I learned a lot and I suspect you will too. And so with that, let's go ahead and get to my conversation with the co-founder of Approach, Adam Hunter. 
Well, Adam, how are you today and where are you today? Hey, doing well. Um, we're in the safety of my home here in Portland, Oregon. Just uh, enjoying our sunny July weather that we finally uh, finally came to the Pacific Northwest. Nice. So this is going to be an interesting conversation today. We're stepping out of our the stuff that we usually cover here on our Gear 30 podcast. But, um, you know, one of the things we do like to do on this podcast is dive deep into product details. Uh, and so, you know, that's what our hope is to do here today and have you help us understand kind of this emerging category. So let's just jump in. I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about this company, Approach, and maybe we just start with when did Approach get started and when did you get involved? So Approach initially uh, was founded by uh, myself, two friends um, in 2018. And, you know, Approach at the end of the day, it's a wellness beverage company. So, you know, right now we've really dove into the CBD sparkling water category. And, you know, we found that the reason 2018 kind of came through and you'll see is there was a, the Farm Bill Act was passed in 2018, which basically took CBD off of the Schedule One regulation under kind of the drug policy and then allowed it to be treated more as a growable and tradable commodity. So when we are initially t- you know, talking about you know, starting, seeing that there were going to be some opportunities in the CBD space, really we were chatting and it was kind of finding ways that were like, what's the most approachable way that we could actually get CBD to the public? Because, you know, I had been taking some CBD tinctures leading up to it, and then, you know, I found a lot of benefits from it. But at the same time, a lot of those tinctures were running $150, $175 for a little vial. And how were people, you know, we wanted to find a way that we could make it a little more approachable and a little more accessible to just, you know, the everyday shopper um, so they could still get the benefits of CBD, Um, but maybe not break the bank. And then, you know, we couple that, you know, it's a sparkling water with kind of the popularity of, you know, LaCroix, Polars of the world. And I kind of was just looking at how much I was personally consuming on a weekly basis of that soda water. So it kind of, you know, morphed into, you know, sitting around having beers, chatting with buddies, and then we kind of you know, landed on a CBD sparkling water, seeing that it was where the trends were going in the country and how people were consuming the products. In terms of more of a macro question, like you mentioned the term wellness beverage category, just in terms of thinking about these categories or sort of industries, what terms are currently sort of the most common, I guess, in this space? In other words, CBD is kind of its own biggest umbrella category. Break that down a little bit for us. So when we kind of look at CBD, we want to really look at, you know, the molecular system that actually like absorbs this product, right? So with CBD, your endocannabinoid system, it's involved in like a wide variety of processes, right? Um, So it's responsible for regulating, you know, uh, your immune response, uh, communication between cells, appetite, metabolism, memory. So that's your endocannabinoid system, and that's in everybody's body. So what CBD does is it basically acts upon what you'll see as a CB1 and CB2 receptors, and that's what's in your body. 
And those will produce, again, CBD, CBG, CBN. Uh, but what you'll find is by taking CBD from the actual hemp plant, you're actually helping like kind of promote homeostasis in the body. And it's, you know, tricking your body into think into thinking that your body's releasing these cannabinoids. Uh, and that's kind of what helps stimulate, uh, you know, really homeostasis in the body is what we're going for. I think through this conversation, we're probably going to need to just define some terms. It's going to be interesting here, right? Cause some of, I think the people listening to this are going to be like, yes, I know what homeostasis means. I know what, you know, cannabinoid means, but I kind of want to, <laughs> I don't want to leave anybody behind here. So homeostasis, what is it or why is it important? Why ought we to know this term? So yeah, homeostasis, so really it's like a tendency to maintain like a stable, relatively constant internal environment in your body. So when you know, if your body's out of whack in one way or the other, your body's working and releasing different proteins and what have you to kind of balance your body back out. So like, what is homeostasis? It's really a tendency to maintain like a stable, relatively constant internal environment. So you want your body to be able to basically operating at optimal levels. So, you know, what we do know is the brain is an incredibly intricate machine that, you know, is able to locate certain things. If you have swelling of, of a knee, it'll send white and red blood cells to that to kind of help reduce inflammation. So homeostasis as a whole is really just making sure our body's operating at optimal uh, performance. Okay, cool. And maybe then it would be a good time for us to go ahead and just have you lay out a few more kind of key terms for us to help just ground us and make sure we know exactly what we're talking about kind of in this space. So I'll, I'll turn things back over to you and maybe you can just pick a few that you think are like most important for us to have a handle on if we're going to have a conversation about this category. Definitely. So, you know, for first, one of the things you'll hear a lot when speaking about CBD beverages is you'll hear the term broad spectrum, full spectrum, and isolate. So broad spectrum contains like multiple cannabinoids, terpenes, essential oils that mimic those that are produced by the body. So you'll see, you know, start hearing terms in addition to CBD, you'll hear CBG, CBN, and then obviously THC is a big one. So when you hear broad spectrum, it has all of the different cannabinoids that are found in the hemp plant with the exclusion of THC. THC is the one psychoactive ingredient in the plant that, you know, again, gives you that euphoric or high feeling. Kind of the same as alcohol. When you look at both THC and alcohol, they both affect your brainstem. So we'll run into that question a lot of folks being like, well, if I consume CBD, will I get high? Can I drive a car? And the answer is yes, because it doesn't affect your brainstem like THC and alcohol does. So then the difference between broad spectrum and full spectrum is exactly that. Full spectrum has all the same cannabinoids as broad spectrum with THC in it. And then the last, as you'll kind of hear, is isolate. So isolate is just CBD and none of the other cannabinoids um, 
are present. So it's just, you know, isolated that one compound. And it kind of lacks those cannabinoids, terpenes, flavonoids that give you the entourage effect. So now the entourage effect is another one that you'll hear constantly in this category. Um, and it basically is what happens when CBD is ingested with other compounds from the hemp plant. Um, and the theory behind it is by using that whole hemp plant rather than the singular aspect, there's a boost in the health benefits and overall therapeutic effects of cannabinoids. Can we talk a little more about what these therapeutic effects are supposed to be or look like or do. So what you'll kind of see is we'll kind of look at a couple different things. These are what are found in the hemp plant. So you're going to have THC, CBD, THCA, THCV, CBN, CBC, and CBG. It's kind of a lot of acronyms, right? So, uh, CBD is obviously short for cannabidol. Uh, CBN is cannabinol. So they've obviously used these little acronyms to help simplify and not be a, such a tongue twister. Um, so what we'll find is like in CBD, you'll find it helps reduce inflammation, relieves pain. And, you know, I want to be careful. Like they, there have been studies that have shown by no means um, do I have a doctorate or PhD in this. But we have seen like CBD inhibits cancer growth. By no means am I claiming that our product cures cancer by any way, shape, or form. But in addition to it does, you will see CBD is, you know, it does improve cognition. Let's say, and it kind of helps, you know, regulate your immune system. But then you kind of look at now CBN. So CBN has works as like a sleep aid or relaxant where CBD does not. So what you'll see is when you start pulling all of these different cannabinoids, they like all both CBD, CBN, CBC, and CBG all help reduce inflammation. So that kind of to tie that back into why broad spectrum is kind of viewed as a better for you product is because you're getting the reduced inflammation from all four of those cannabinoids minus instead of just one being CBD. And then, so that's a long-winded, at the end of the day, what does CBD, I, I really like, it's anti-anxiety, anti-inflammation. Those are the two main things we see it happening. You know, these products will affect folks differently. So, you know, we'll have conversations. Some are, will say, oh, it makes me a little bit, a little sleepy. Other folks, I mean, for me personally, I actually find I get a little more like mental clarity where like I started replacing, you know, granted I've got, you know, an unlimited supply of CBD sparkling water at my disposal, but I found I actually have a little clearer brain when drinking that in the morning over coffee. Um, and don't get me wrong, I still enjoy my cups of coffee <laughs> all the same. It's, I find it really interesting to even try to ask the right questions here. Like if I turned around and had a conversation with someone and where I was asking kind of, kind of the exact same questions about why coffee? What is coffee supposed to do for us? And like, how does it work? It's like, well, coffee's kind of been around long enough that we don't necessarily have those questions or conversations. And I think a lot of us probably, if you ask like, all right, talk a little bit about some of the differences between say coffee and tea, many of us could probably at least give a cursory answer to that question. 
And and I think, again, I was just like, look, I don't totally know what's going on here. And and I think it's fair to say, I think you've already said it, the science is still emerging itself. And we're going to learn more about this. Anyway, I guess I'm just coming back to like why we're kind of going through this in the first place. And I was interested in kind of, you know, poking you a bit on like, where are we at? Where are the strong claims about this? And what kind of, what should we know about some of those perceived or generalized effects or benefits that people might get? And you, you just said like, look, it's going to be a bit different for people. I can say for what it's worth from my own experience, trying this product, I'd say, first of all, the effects are subtle in case anybody's like wondering. It's like, I didn't drink a can of approach and it was like, whoa, I was carried off into some, you know, magical universe. First of all, it, I actually did really like the product. I can just say in my own experience, if somebody, because I do think some people are like, look, is this going to be the equivalent of like doing a shot of tequila, right? In terms of some perceived effect. And it's like, I would say no, right? Like this is happening on a subtle level, liken it more to something like, a good tea or a cup of coffee, if that makes even any sense. Correct. And, you know, and that's kind of that is, you know, and one of the challenges we'll run into that that question quite often and they're like, oh, am I going to feel it? And what one of the main things that really CBD beverages approach specifically is it's a lot of like you're it's not almost what you're going to feel. It's what you're not. It's going to reduce pain. You know, I've had reconstructive surgery on my ankles and knee and one knee and you know, I've noticed the pain goes away. It's before going into a presentation or, you know, doing public speaking or what have you, it takes, you know, it quells that anxiety. You know, we like the term like the Sunday scaries, right? So being able to consume, you know, you're, you're not going to be as anxious before your work week starts. And, you know, realistically in the times that were, you know, through COVID and everything, you know, it, it, we've found that it helps calm the nerves but yeah and you know because it doesn't affect hit your brain stem you're not feeling an actual euphoric tingly feely that you get from a shot of tequila or a shot of a beer or anything else so yeah so i mean you know I, what we really wanted to kind of focus on with the beverage itself was you know again something that was a, a better for you right so it is a zero cal zero sugar product um, in addition to the CBD that we have, we have L-theanine, which is a key amino acid. That's actually the amino acid you find in green tea. So when they talk about the health benefits of green tea, that's L-theanine. So they were able to extract that. So we put that plus vitamin C into our product. So it really does hit on that, you know, as we talked earlier, like a better for you product. So this, the broad spectrum CBD that we use in approach does give you kind of the anti-anxiety, anti-inflammatory, a little more mental focus, but then you get an immune boosting benefit through vitamin C. Um, and then obviously, you know, the, the key amino acid L-theanine also kind of gives a nice little relaxing effect that we'll get. So it's, it's been a challenge, you know, when we're talking to, you know, we'll be at, you know, Pre, uh, pre-COVID when we were doing samplings at grocery stores or bars, restaurants, is like everyone was always asking, like, what am I going to feel? And it's, again, it's not, it's not a mental change that you'll feel. And it is one of those products like anything else, like 
you kind of take it and it builds up into your system. So it kind of helps if you, you know, have a chronic pain, you know, if you're consuming CBD or an ideally broad spectrum CBD, you know, it'll kind of build up and continue to kind of work towards reducing that inflammation or if anxiety is one of your things. And really, you know, I, I like using the, it's basically a naturally occurring, you know, ibuprofen and Xanax wrapped into one. Um, what's great, it's naturally occurring, so it's a lot easier on your liver. But those are those two things. Is like every time I've used that analogy, it kind of is a light bulb for folks because they know what Xanax does. They know what ibuprofen does. So this is just nature's version of it. And, you know, we and we're really fortunate now that we're actually going to start being able to do studies. And, you know, I think for any of the listeners, if they want to do a deeper dive, one of the folks that we've really pulled a lot of our information from um, is a doctor out of Israel, um, Raphael Meshalom. And excuse me if I didn't get his last name 100 percent perfect. But back in the 80s, he was the one who discovered that CBD can be used to treat epilepsy. So initially he had seen, he had eight epileptic patients, um, started giving them 300 milligrams, which is a very high concentration of CBD. And of those eight, four experienced zero epileptic seizures and the other four um, experienced like greatly reduced um, seizures coming through. So that was kind of that first you know, groundbreaking study. And then from there, him and his facility, they started looking at the benefits CBD can help with psoriasis, with arthritis, anxiety, and other um, ailments that, uh, you know, the human body deals with. Talk a little bit about, you just said he was giving 300 milligrams of CBD. Talk about the range of approach products. There would be how much, how many milligrams of CBD? So we offer 30 milligrams of broad spectrum CBD um, in each 12 ounce serving. Uh, and, you know, we've uh, because it's a new and kind of emerging category, what's been really nice is um, there is a lot of testing and regulation that has to come into this. So we're using accredited lab here in Oregon that, you know, both some of our local publications, when they've done um, reports on this, it was that same exact lab. So we want to make sure the product that we're getting to folks is what we're making, what the claims that we're making. And, you know, one of the challenges that you'll find with working with CBD is an oil-based product. And as we know, oil and water don't want to mix together. So we found a really nice um, kind of like leader of the industry. They're based out of uh, Seattle called Source Technologies. And they do a broad spectrum nano emulsified CBD product. So, and that nano emulsification really allows the product to suspend in liquid because uh, that can be a challenge. You know, like I said, it's oil and water. They don't always want to want to mix. Um, so in one 12 ounce serving, we have 30 milligrams, which at the moment I believe is the industry leader. Um, and again, our goal, as we kind of touched on earlier, was again, just to get the best product um, you know, and really just build a nutrient-rich product with a purpose and making sure folks can, you know, get their daily allotment of CBD and, and you know, at an affordable price, too. And that's what kind of allows us to, you know, at the end of the day, sparkling water is, uh, 
you know, water comes out of the tap. So we're able to use that product and, you know, get it to the masses. Let's go back and talk a little bit just of the marketing of this product. And you've already kind of said why it's a bit of a challenge, right? Is people are like, well, what exactly does it do? And it's kind of funny, right? I was thinking while you were talking, like wine, the category of wine, not a lot of people having it for breakfast, like waking up and like having their, you know, having their, uh, their, their, their glass of wine, uh, you know, and then coffee on the other hand, it's like, well, that is sort of the breakfast beverage. Not a lot of people having their coffee at 10 PM at night, but you have talked a little bit about like this product doesn't necessarily seem like a specific time of day product. And yet from like just a marketing point of view, are you guys currently trying to position it as like primarily like this is the drink you have at the bar with your friends if you want something different you know you don't want wine that night or you don't want a beer or whatever how are you thinking about the marketing like the time of day i guess you know that's a great question and you know where you know initially where we see this product is you know there's some there's some great cbd products out on the market um you know one of our goal was to create this as kind of a daily you know a daily product you drink some are really nice but you know they're at a higher price point at you know seven eight dollars for a single serving and that's hard to consume every single day so a we wanted to create a product that you could drink seven days a week and, you know, where I've found it to be a, a, a nice benefit is, you know, we go out for a lunch meeting, you know, and I think gone are the days of the uh, the three martini lunches that, you know, existed, you know, 30, 40 years ago. So it's nice to be able to not just get a water, um, you know, at the bar at a restaurant for lunch, but still kind of be able to consume something that's a little bit better for you. Um and that's what I think is unique about this product um, itself is that you can have it in the morning. Um, you can have it, you know, it's a great thing. This again, we kind of touched on anxiety and, you know, before, before you're going to, whether you're picking up three kids from soccer practice or you're going into your yoga class or you're going to give a presentation, it's something you can consume that'll calm you post-workout. Um, you know, we've been really fortunate to have some, some pretty great um, athletes tied into this brand and you know, their, their post-workout is they, they're, they're swearing by it, right? You go for a run, um, you know, bones are a little stiffer, especially as we're, we're, we're all getting older now. Um, you know, we, we find it helps again with, you know, some of that joint pain and what have you. So we actually find it to be a very unique product that it is not beholden to a breakfast um, you know, just to be drank in the morning or just in the evening, you know, and what I also enjoy with it is, you know, I'll go out with my partner. I tend, you know, I have 10 years experience in the, the beer and beverage industry. So I have the ability to, you know, consume a pint of beer pretty quickly. So sometimes I'll lap my partner or some other friends we're out drinking with. So it's nice to be able to kind of break that up so we can kind of maintain on that same level and be able to pull, you know, 
after my second beer, I'll, you know, if I'd ordered two or three more, I'm going to lap them a couple of times. But now I could break that up with, you know, a pint of approach. Um, and we really found that being attractive to a lot of our bar owners is, you know, during lunchtime, people come in and they're giving away in a single day, 30 to, you know, 30 to 40 pints of soda water straight from the gun. And, you know, and I love soda water because for what it's not, right, there's no alcohol, no calories, no sugar. So that's nice. But again, now they're able to take something where there's actually an enhanced benefit. They're actually able to charge for it. So of those 40 people buying a soda water, if 10 of them are buying a pint, whether they charge, you know, three to six dollars, you know, that's able to you know, employ a doorman or employ a, you know, another bartender, you know, kind of help cover some of that aspect. So we think it kind of really does have a unique place and it's rare to have an emerging category, right? If we kind of look back at some of the history of beverage, you know, kombucha kind of made its big splash, what, eight, eight, nine years ago. Prior to that was, you know, flavored malt beverages, um, that were kind of the that next big thing. I think it was initially like those four locos and, you know, we saw Boone's family farm, some of those. So it's, it, it was a unique opportunity with that passing of that farm bill act in 2018, that we have a brand new emerging category. And we really only see those come around thus far, like once every 10 years. So, you know, we were just in a unique position to um, you know, create a product just as it was coming in. I want to talk a bit about price. You just mentioned that there are some, I guess, I haven't personally seen these, but apparently there are some players in the category that are charging, it's at, at they're at like seven or $8 per can or 12 ounce serving or whatever. Again, I think a lot of us have a pretty decent handle on how, say, wine is priced and why one wine might be more expensive than another or you know, a, you know, or whiskey or beer, right? And usually we get into like higher alcohol contents and when things have been aged longer, that that's kind of how we see a move up or down in pricing. Talk about how it works in this space. So, yeah, so, you know, I think obviously the, the pricing right now is, you know, there's, there's a handful of uh, CBD beverage companies out there. And, you know, I think it's how, how they're they're able to operate right so we we were in a fortunate position we were able to buy our own production facility our own canning line um where some of the other competitors are still doing co-packing because it's so new right and we're it's not as easy to get bank loans because there's still a gray area in cbd with how the fda looks at this product um, I'll touch on that first and then bounce back to it. But the, you know, the FDA, because, you know, I'd mentioned that there is a, um, CBD is shown to actually, you know, help with epilepsy. There's a prescription drug called Epidolax. Epidolax is, um, a prescription drug that, you know, basically is used to help combat epilepsy. So the FDA looks at it as an active ingredient and a prescription drug can't be sold on in the grocery store level, right? 
So that's been a little bit of a challenge because we would love to be able to go federally and you know ship across the country at through you know the major chains and groceries. And by no means is it this is a not legal product, but there's still a gray area involving CBD. And they what the FDA does have to plan for is that one percent that'll look at a product and say, I don't need to buy my prescription drug anymore because I could consume it in this form. So they have to obviously safeguard against that. So because there's not a full federal regulation, bank loans are a little more challenging. So we had to go through the private sector to get investors. But that did allow us to then buy our own facility, buy a canning line. And, you know, between myself and partners, we actually, you know, we're fortunate having uh, worked in the cannabis space before because it is legal in um, Oregon, Washington. We, you know, we were able to source you know, a, you know, the broad spectrum nano emulsified CBD. And, you know, so it's hard to say where the pricing is because it's, it's really right now, it's what overhead is. If you're going co-packing, that's going to cost you more than if you have your own canning line. Um, and so, you know, there, there are other folks that are using, you know, you know, natural sugars in it or having fruit infused and that, that will kind of change the price point and what have you. Um, but again, for us is, you know, even look at kombuchas, right? Kombuchas can be priced, you know, I think we normally see them somewhere around like $5.99 to $7.99. And I enjoy kombucha, but I probably only buy one or two bottles a week. So it's also depending on the ethos of the company. Are they looking to get higher margin with less pull through? Or, you know, for us, we felt we'll go with a small margin, but try to go for that daily user and make that just, you know, again, a daily habit that someone's grabbing and consuming. Um, so there's what I would say is, you know, we, we've priced it out. The difference between isolate and broad spectrum, there is quite a price difference. Um, it is our opinion as a approach and me personally that broad spectrum is the superior um CBD um, addition that you could put into a beverage, and yeah, you know, like I said, we're 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 looking to make this just an everyday product. So we kind of went with the smaller margin and looking to kind of get the product out between two ninety nine to three ninety nine, depending on retailer margins and where they want to be um, on the grocery level. And then we also are there's a few of us, but uh, we offer uh, a draft option as well. And, you know, again, we've seen that go from anywhere from like five to seven dollars for a pint of, uh, of a pro poured off a tap. I didn't know that was happening, actually, that, that you could find in some places approach on tap. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a really fun thing. So, you know, we were, you know, obviously pre pre COVID, it was going very well for both us and a few of the other uh, competitors out there with the closing of restaurants and bars. Um that kind of shrank, but now that they're starting to open up again as uh, cities are going into phase one, phase two, um, we're seeing that come back. And again, it makes it it makes it a really unique product because now instead of getting you know a vodka soda, um, you know I could use gin with our cucumber mint flavor, and you're still getting vitamin C, L-theanine, CBD, but you're also getting the enjoyable benefit of 
you know, a single or a double shot of gin in your beverage as well. So it's really opened up some fun, unique um, cocktails that, you know, a lot of these mixologists, um, you know, being here in Portland, it's, you know, it's a big scene out here. So we've seen a lot of fun things with a lot of folks like reaching out to us independently been like, hey, we made this, 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 and this with your beverages and tell us what you think. So that's a really kind of unique benefit, I think, too, especially being on the on the draft side as well. So I'd love to hear you now talk just a little bit more about the production process. I mean, you've told us a little bit about the production facility, but I'd love to hear a bit more detail on that front. And in fact, I'm not sure I've heard yet exactly where the production facility is located. So, so yeah, when we were deciding as a location on where to choose, again, we, we chose Portland, Oregon. Um, and again, one of our, the main reason that we chose it was we're able to pull from the Bull Run watershed. You know, Bull Run, is, we're one of the few cities that doesn't uh, fluoride, add fluoride or chlorine to their waters. Um, and that's really one of the reasons that we see so many award-winning beers coming from the Pacific Northwest. Um, and we really are considered have some of the cleanest drinking water in the United States. So that was really one of the main reasons we chose to actually make the product in, um, in Portland. And then you kind of asked about the process. So what we really do is, you know, our main, our main um, focus is obviously make sure that we're killing anything that could still be in, in the water. So we're actually using, um, yeah, we, we're, we heat the water up to kill everything in it. Then we use actually an ozonator to uh, kind of clear out any other impurities that could ever be found. Um, and then what's really nice is we have an inline carbonating system. So when we were in the process of creating this product, we, you know, I never thought I'd be sitting down drinking 10 different soda waters and looking for a mouthfeel of bubbles, right? So now all of a sudden, I've got, I know like how, like the difference between a Perrier and a LaCroix and a Polar and kind of was sitting back and like, okay, what do we like about this one? What do we not like about that? And, you know, 10 years prior, did I ever think I'd be having a deep dive into mouthfeel of bubbles? Um, but what was nice is with our inline carbonating system, you're able to actually like get it to a parts per million that we found was, you know, still kind of gave you the, the little burn that you sometimes get in the throat from the carbonation, but not too much, wasn't too gassy. Um, so we're able to use that inline to, uh, you know, specifically, you know, to dial in the exact consistent basically bubble content, um, can after can. Um, and then from there, you know, we're using all natural flavorings. Um, so the, you know, the, the four flavors we offer right now be a lemon, lime, cucumber, mint, watermelon, and a cherry lime. So we're able to mix all that in with that broad spectrum CBD that we use. We add the L-theanine, we add the vitamin C, um, in addition to those organic natural flavors. Uh, and that's where we get, you know, the four, the four initial flavors that we're launching with. Um, and us as a company, you know, we're looking to probably try to expand to three or four flavors each year, kind of almost go that seasonal route. If you look back to like the beverage side of like, you know, craft, the craft beer world, they look at, you know, there's always your IPAs, your pale ales, but seasonals tend to be a very popular 
kind of you know they change with the season so come fall time you get your pumpkin ales and you get some of your darkers you get your lighter pilsners and lagers in the summer um so we're trying to also kind of match that so there's still you know we stay on top of mind and it's not just the same three flavors um you know, year in and year out. So I think that's kind of a unique thing that we have the ability. And, you know, we're really fortunate. We have uh, uh, two really talented brewers that uh, have been working with us coming from, you know, kind of beer backgrounds. Um, so it's been a lot of fun to be able to collaborate with them um, as well as, you know, with you know, kind of our, uh, our management team um, and really just kind of creating a beverage that, you know, fits the season and something that folks kind of want to try and seek out some of those new flavors as we release those, um, you know, over the upcoming months and years. I have to say regular listeners of this podcast know our, my friend and fellow blister reviewer, Kristen Sinat. Kristen is somebody who I really enjoy giving a lot of shit to. And recently she's a big, sparkling water fan and she was recently like at my house and I was asking her about some different products and stuff and she said like yeah I don't really like the bubbles in that one and I was like you're an insane person like what are you talking about and and uh so when she listens to this she is going to feel very very vindicated uh by but by, by what you've said because i was literally like this is my this is the all the evidence i need Kristen, that you are an insane person and uh so i i just took a loss i just took a loss on this one um and i hate it when Kristen's right but um i this is one of those moments oh that's fantastic I want to kind of wrap up here and let you get back to your day. And uh, it was interesting. You already kind of answered my question in terms of like, did it make sense to think about this emerging product more along the lines of brewing or kind of distilling? And I think you've already answered that by talking about a number of the people there have come from like the brewing world. It is really interesting that when you have an emerging category, it means you're just kind of walking out into the wilderness and you've got an opportunity to think through how you position this product, right? And think through, and as we learn more, you know, about scientific discoveries about some of the elements you're using and the rest, um, I don't know. I guess, I mean, you've talked about flavor development with the product. What would you, if you're looking into your crystal ball, what would you kind of imagine the next, you know, year, five years, 10 years looking like? I guess you're welcome to answer this either specifically in terms of approach or just this category in general. Yeah, you know, and I think I'll do exactly that is we'll kind of talk about the category as a whole and then how kind of how approach positions itself there. And, you know, I mean, right now, like Forbes considers the CBD market as a whole to be a $20 billion industry by 2024. The couple that with like, if you're looking at just sparkling waters in grocery by the end of this year, they'll reach 1.5 billion in sales. And that's just like grocery sector itself. So we obviously see both of these categories growing exponentially. Now, you know, there's obviously going to be some hurdles. And, you know, you talked about kind of walking into the wilderness. Like, that is the challenge is, you know, unfortunately, I had a cannabis background where we are in a world where we got to create regulation. 
right? We worked hand in hand with our state regulators as what works, what doesn't, what's reasonable, what is not. So we're still kind of running into that. You know, I think for us as an industry as a whole, like we are desperately wanting the FDA, we want more regulation and to kind of have a very clear path forward. And CBD is still, do you know, do alcohol commissioner, do they look at it? Is it the Department of Ag that's managing and regulating this? Um, you know, obviously it falls under the purview of the FDA because it's a food uh, or consumable product. Um, but, you know, I think for the next year, it's still going to vary. You know, and this is obviously a unique year to launch a company, right? Like, you, no one, no one had, with a crystal ball saw, you know, government shutdowns and, you know, a pandemic coming. So, though it's, you know, that's been a negative. One of the benefits we do see is people are a little more maybe focused on what they're putting into their bodies, we know anxiety levels are probably a bit higher. We know people want to make sure their immune systems are a little stronger. So we do feel like the wellness category as a whole is going to continue to grow. Couple that with CBD, couple that with the sparkling water category. So we definitely see it um, going on the upslope um, until we have true a true pathway through the FDA, we are somewhat limited of being able to get into our major grocery, right? The, the national grocery chains. And once those open up, you know, I think the folks that have prepared themselves and you know, I could tie this back into approaches, why we chose to go broad spectrum versus full spectrum. We have no idea what regulations the FDA is going to pass down, but we probably would see them, making sure there is zero THC in the product. So we basically created a proprietary blend to make sure we had all those different cannabinoids, but no THC, because that's what we think the FDA will probably come forward. And again, we would, you know, we believe that these, you know, major grocery is where a lot of brands go from, you know, minor leagues to the professionals, right? Now you're you're touching 50 states and millions of customers. So that's obviously where we're positioning ourselves. But in the meantime, you know, we've seen a lot of the specialty grocery, which has all been, um, you know, some of our best customers, the independent convenience stores, your corner stores and what have you. Those are the, fa those are fantastic um, uh, storefronts to be able to pull the product from. But we actually do see this growing probably within the next five years being an everyday instead of, a, you know, when whether the, you know, the mother or father doing the grocery shopping, um, this is a CBD product itself is going to be put in the basket alongside, you know, the six pack of beer, the bottle of wine and, you know, some iced teas or what have you. So we definitely see this being an everyday consumable product. Appreciate the conversation and just hearing what you all are specifically up to at Approach and learning a bit more about this category and um, it's interesting. And you know, I I just personally, I'm like, to me, I'm happy to wager. I mean, like very heavily that just in terms of cannabis in general, and again, going to cannabis, not CBD, but cannabis is going to be legalized in all 50 states, full stop. I mean, like anybody who doesn't, who doesn't see that coming 
is just got this one wrong. And, um, you know, so it, it is fascinating to try to, you know, as I've been just trying to keep up and watch and, you know, you, you want to kind of always be up on where things are moving. It's been a really interesting one to, uh, to watch here. And then, you know, when Approach reached out and was like, try this product. And I was like, wow, I don't know anything about this. Hence, hence here we are, you and I having this conversation. And uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the insight. Oh, and again, we really appreciate the opportunity. Um, and, and, you know, and I think education is such a big part of this new emerging category. And, you know, we're, that's, you know, when we you know, kind of look at our budget throughout the year, like a large portion, portion of that is going to the education side of it. And I think as more people learn about it, understand the benefits, um, you know, I really think sky's the limit, A, for approach and really the category as a whole. And, you know, if you're, it, it feels good to be able to create a product that not only tastes good, but is good for you. And, you know, that's kind of a fun thing to be getting behind. And, you know, there's some challenges, like I said, to being, you know, being the first one out is, uh, it is scary because um, you don't know where the market in the world is going to go. But, uh, but like you said, we see, you know, deregulation coming in cannabis and you know the same being obviously for cbd um and the cbd beverage category adam thanks a lot appreciate the conversation and uh good luck with everything thank you i appreciate the time and you have a great day you too well that's almost it for this edition of gear 30 but just before we go we do need to do our weekly segment of what we're celebrating this week i think the thing i want to talk about is an album that I've basically had on repeat for the last several weeks. Run the Jewels new album, just titled Four. So Run the Jewels Four. That album is blowing my mind. Killer Mike is just the best. LP is fantastic. I'm really grateful for this album right now and really enjoying it. So if you happen to be into hip hop, I think this is the best album that I've heard since Pusha T's Daytona. I'm sure I've missed some great ones, but anyway, I'm going to stand by that for now. So what we're celebrating, Run the Jewels 4. And right now, because it's earlier in the day, I'm actually going to raise this mug of okay coffee that I'm currently drinking because that's what I have right now. So that's it. Check out Run the Jewels 4. And with that, I want to thank Adam Hunter for the great conversation And I will say we've included a few links in the show notes to this episode, so you can find that on our website or in the show notes on your phone. A couple links for you to check out, both to the Approach website and a link or two that you can check out if you want to dive deeper into these general topics and categories. So go ahead and check those out. Then I want to say thanks, as always, to our strikingly handsome audio engineer, Justin Bob, for producing this episode. And of course, thanks to you for listening. And from all of us here in the Gunnison Valley of Colorado, please be safe out there. Please take good care of yourself and everybody else. And we will talk to you again next week.